Hello and welcome to our, at any rate, uh, European Rate Focus Podcast, a place for us to discuss uh, recent development and key issues in European rates. I'm uh, Fabio Bassi from European Rate Strategy uh, here at JP Morgan, and I'm joined today by our Senior Rate Strategy, Francis Diamond, Aditya Chordia, and Kagendra Gupta. As we move in the second half of the year, we would like to discuss our outlook for European rates. The first half of 2023 delivered a synchronized tightening across the M Central Bank. The journey is not completed, and our view is that there is still more ground to cover. However, as we approach the end of the cycle, we believe that idiosyncratic factor will prevail, leading to some differentiation across the M Central Bank. Our baseline is that more tightening will be delivered in the next uh, few quarters, one or two quarters. And from here, we expect a 25 basis point hike from the Fed, another 50 from the ECB, and 75 from the Bank of England. If our outlook for economies to eventually slow down, inflation, again, sticky but trending lower, and for U.S. to enter a mild recession in late 23, early 24, then that should open the door for easing in 2024, which become the main anchor for our broad call for lower yields across the M. A clear risk to that view is going to come from an inflation that is going to be stickier than we are anticipating, and that could put pressure on central bank to hire stayed on hold for longer or potentially tightening further. So let me start with uh, Francis. What is our outlook on uh, euro area inflation? Have we seen the peak? Uh, and you think that that is going to be enough for the ECB to pause, uh, or you see that there is a potential risk of a wage price spiral? Yeah, thanks. So headline inflation, I think we're pretty confident that's peaked last year. Headline is probably steadily declining to around 2.2 average in the fourth quarter. But I think we call there's a little bit less certainty. I mean, there's definitely a sense in the latest prints that core pressure starting to fade. Some of this is probably reflecting some impact from energy price decline seen earlier in the year. But we still expect core will remain elevated over the next few months, mainly because there is some ongoing lingering uh, pass through from service price inflation. So we've got core averaging 5.3, but I think whilst this service price backdrop still remains strong, there's not as much evidence as there is in the UK of strong wage pressures or second round effects or a pass-through that is starting to have much more of a problematic wage price spiral. So I don't think for now that's a concern in Europe. That's definitely a different dynamic from what we see in UK space. But for Europe, we see core inflation averaging around about 4.1% by the fourth quarter of this year. So still a decline, but still not uh, anything that's particularly concerning. And I think certainly from the ECB standpoint, whilst the path of core inflation and the uh, service versus um, goods dynamic is relevant, I don't think we feel particularly concerned there's a problem here. Thank you, Francis. Let me now turn to Aditya. Clearly, the volatility of the Bund this year was impacted by domestic and global factors with also a decent beta to the U.S. regional bank crisis. So what is going to be your outlook for Bund yields and the German curve going into the second half of the year, and what are the risks around your baseline? Thanks, thanks Fabio. So clearly, like uh, most of the base case we assume for 2S23 outlook is what you mentioned, and also Francis mentioned, like inflation on a downward trajectory with core reaching target of 2% by 2024 or early 2025, Euro area economy slowing down, stalling by end of this year, on the back of US entering mild recession and also the tightening working through the system, but at the same time, Euro area avoiding a recession. ECB delivering a terminal of 4% by September 2025, and QT remaining quite boring with APP QT starting from July 100% 
and PEP reinvestment to continue till end of 2024. And finally, benign political out landscape. Under this base case, I think we expect investors to focus on carry trade and continue to remain comfortable with adding more duration exposure to their portfolios. And we therefore remain maintain a very bullish outlook for the second half of 2023 and remain comfortable with our bond target of 2% by year end. Uh, despite our medium-term bullish outlook, we prefer a tactical approach of trading until there's a bit more clarity on inflation profile, especially the core, and also the ECB terminal. And hence, uh, near term, we have been anchoring our rate calls or duration calls on the terminal peak, and we right now like longs in 5 Germany, which we have been recommending for the last two weeks. On German curve, we have a 5.30 steepening bias. We still believe it's too early for 2 spice steepening. And we have a modest overweight bias versus U.S. over the second half. Finally, on the risks you asked, I think clearly the risk is a sticky inflation where central bank does more. I think in a world where they deliver more, still the intermediate sector remain a bit more anchored, but we still see Britain yields or five German yields easily reaching back to pre-SVB highs in the scenario. Thank you. Uh, moving to intra-EMU, let's say that in uh, this uh, tightening cycle, they, we didn't see a large volatility. And that was coming from a combination of the line of defense of central bank, lower political risk, uh, despite uh, you know, some risk of supply around the energy shock uh, and the ECB that is actually starting QT. So what is your outlook in terms of interim spread for the rest of the year? And can anything break here, you know, low vol, potentially search for yield and carry as uh, the ECB is going to pause? Sure, Fabio. Uh, I think on interim, we have been running constructive outlook for the last couple of months, and I think we remain quite comfortable with this. Uh, the outlook is clearly driven on the expectation of improving demand outlook on back of end of cycle trading dynamics, declining supply pressure after the strong YTD issuance for loading, QT being boring on the APP side, and the PEPs Q continue to remain as a good backstop with TPI as the ultimate backstop, and also limited idiosyncratic political risk across the region. So under that uh, base case, I think interim spreads, specifically the SSAs and core spreads, which are still trading close to multi-year wides, are quite attractive carry proposition. In the periphery, we are a bit more selective. We like Spain, which is our favorite pick. But Italy and Greece, we are neutral at current levels. In Portugal, we find it quite expensive. So overall, like I think, quite constructive with some selectiveness. In terms of targets, we target 10-year France Germany spread at 45 basis points by year end, and 10-year Italy Germany spread by, at 180 basis point. The key risk to our constructive interim use, especially the peripheral outlook, does not come from the aggressive ECB tightening scenario, but it comes more from idiosyncratic political risk at a country level, which we believe is a low probability scenario. In a domestic noise story, all the backstops, the PEPSQ, the TPI, the activation of those become a bit more fuzzy, and hence there is a bigger risk from our point of view. Thank you, Ditya. Let me turn to Kagendra now. I mean, we have seen a decent amount of volatility at the short end of the curve in the euro area with market pricing for the certain point, the peak even above 4%. The question now are not only related to the peak, but also to the timing of how long the central bank are going to stay on hold and when potentially are going to reverse the policy. So given the boom forecast and our ECB outlook, what are your favorite trades in the euro area in derivatives, both at the short end and long end of the curve? Uh, thanks, Fabio. Uh, yes, we have uh, several attractive recommendations in our uh, uh, weeklies in um, money market space, the peak is priced by 4Q23 at around 4%, which is close to our forecast. 
however, we believe that market is too optimistic in pricing policy rates remaining restrictive well into the end of 2024. And we find the 4Q24, 1H25 sector to be too cheap. And our bullish recommendations are generally centered around that area. For instance, we are recommending receiving deck 24 on Esther, and we also have some option-based strategies such as call spreads and ladders on, on this sector as well. We have high conviction on money market flatteners such as deck 23, deck 24, which is pricing only about uh, 70 basis point of rate cuts in 2024, which we believe is on the low side. At the long end of the curve, we continue with our end of cycle dynamics bullish view via 1030 swap curve steepness, uh, although we do this via RV efficient uh, proxies. Those were the main trades for the, for the baseline scenario, but we're also highlighting some attractive bearish proxies in case our macro and or our ECB reaction function scenario is challenged. Uh, to this effect, we are recommending uh, ones, fives, bear flatteners. We're also recommending buying out of the money SOFR uh, puts versus Euribor with the view that any significant front-end let sell-off is driven by, by, by Fed repricing and should result in a SOFR underperformance versus Euribor. Thank you. And what about uh, German soft spread and volatility? Do we have uh, any view there? Yes, on soft spreads, we believe that monetary policy via easier financial conditions, further reduction in collateral scarcity, and virtual halting of mortgage paying flows should put narrowing pressure uh, in the intermediate sector of the German curve. So we have a narrowing bias on bond swap spreads from long-term drivers and also from potential uh, swapped issuance activity remaining elevated over the next few weeks before declining sharply over the summer. At the front end, we have a widening bias on Schatz, Ester, OIS of spread uh, in the low 40s. Uh, together, we combine this and we recommend uh, to hold our SEP23 uh, Schatz, Boon, OIS of spread curve flattener. We also have a widening bias further out in 10-year, uh, 20-year German forward of spread, which is expressed via uh, Bunds and Voxel futures. In volatility, uh, we believe structural factors support further decline in implies, and we expect about half to one basis point of decline in implies over the rest of the year. Uh, however, we remain wary of jump risk and thus prefer to sell volatility only selectively. One such option is to sell unhedged straddle on, on October 23 rivals, which offers a wide break-even level. Finally, on pure wall, we would wait for some pop-up in implies to enter outright short wall positions. Thank you, Gugenda. Let's uh, cross the channel and let me turn to Francis now. The guild market has clearly been on the spotlight for a number of reasons this year, especially with the Bank of England that slowed down initially the pace of tightening and then accelerated with a sticking inflation and struggling labor market. So what do you expect for the Bank of England between now and the end of the year? And what is our medium term outlook for guilds? Do you have any strong duration conviction here? Well, I think the Bank of England clearly is not quite at the same place as ECB or the Fed in terms of close to the end of the cycle. We've seen yesterday with the June MPC meeting a 50 base point hike, and the Bank of England is certainly highlighting the interaction between wages and price pressures and inflation. So I think we're still expecting them to be delivering more tightening. We have another 20, 75 basis points of hikes in the forecast. That's three more 25s, taking us to 575 with a possibility that we could see a 50 in August, although I think that's very data dependent from here. And it's definitely not clear the Bank of England is on a sequence of additional 50s this late in the cycle. The market pricing is still above that, has, as has been the case for a lot of this year. Markets have, have been pricing more than our forecasts. 
Uh, we've got just over 6.2% terminal rate priced. So I think we do have a, a slight bias here to say the terminal rate pricing is probably at its peak, but we do need to see a bit more evidence that inflation and wage data is surprising on the downside to feel it will come to, to be uh, long or start to take long uh, views here. So I think definitely the, the signaling from the Bank of England on the 50 is a determination to react to strong inflation pressures. That should limit how much term premium can get priced into the curve from here. So we definitely have a, a medium term bullish bias on yields, um, particularly in the intermediate sector. But as I said, I think we're still cautious on the data flow. And I think that's more of a view for the, the latter part of this year than a view for now. That pretty much translates across market as well, given the uh, excessive terminal price and the steepness of the or the higher forwards in the intermediate part of the curve versus dollars and euros. So we would have a bullish bias uh, in the 10 year part of the UK curve against treasuries. But for now, we are waiting and seeing before entering that trade. And uh, moving to the global inflation market, do you have uh, any stronger views there? Well, I think at this stage, with uh, headline inflation declining but sticky core, it's probably not an environment to be massively bullish on break-evens. I think we've looked to trade the front end tactically, particularly in the UK, uh, around the print dynamics. But further out in intermediate sector, with central banks uh, delivering uh, tightening, and the sense here that headline inflation pressures are moderating, it's definitely difficult to be uh, bullish. So we do have a, a modest sort of bearish bias on break-evens. Um, the express side in Europe through a curve flattener, so uh, uh, a twos, uh, tens, or a one-year, one-year, five-year, five-year HICP curve flattener. And in the UK, we're outright short five-year, five-year RPI, maybe a bit more tactically in the short term, but I think that's how we want to position over the second half of this year, is uh, probably a grind lower in intermediate break-evens. Thank you, Francis. Let me wrap it up here. So the second half of the year is going to deliver definitely a continuation of the tightening journey for most of the DM Central Bank, at least over the summer. Although we believe that there will be a decent amount of differentiation across the jurisdiction, and that is going to be a critical factor in driving our strategy. In terms of curve, we believe that the bear flattening dynamic of the yield curve is approaching its peak warranting selectively a medium-term bullish duration outlook. So we expect the intermediates to outperform on the early sign of macro weakness with the bull steepening of the yield curve taking place uh, as we get closer to the end. So 1030 is the preferred segment for, to express uh, the steepening view across the M curves. And clearly here we have a stronger conviction on the curves where the central banks are expected to be done in July or September like the Fed and, and the ECB. That brings us to the end of this episode of uh, Tenny Rate European Rate Podcast. Thank you, Francis, Aditya, and Kagendra for joining us today. And thank you all for listening. We hope to have you back again for the next episodes. This communication has been provided for information purposes only. Please refer to JP Morgan Research Report related to its constant and for more information, including important disclosure. 2023 JP Morgan Chase & Company, all rights reserved. This episode was recorded on Friday, 23rd of June, 2023.